Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Block here on Watch Rush Games. We are back in the building. Of course, I'm your host, the enlightened and excited Eddie V. Joining me, of course, is the crew, the uh, indie insider himself, Mr. Dan Murphy. How's everybody doing tonight? Yes. Good. The devastating dungeoneer himself, Mr. David Laxby. Happy New Year, everybody. In a gallivating Gatatar, Mr. Jacob Taylor. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Gallivanting. Ooh, I always love the first time I hear an Ed nickname. It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know what to expect, and when it hits you, it hits you hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's always fun giving people nicknames and stuff to yeah. show how excited I am and show people that, like, oh, I love when he like does nicknames it's kind of a fun thing to be like oh this is this person's personality or this is what they like or and stuff like that it, it's it's a i don't know well, it's to me it's awesome. you bring the energy Ed. yeah you do man <laughs> and but that's spot on galatrad is the the otter knight so gallivanting is wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yes well everybody welcome to new year's hopefully everyone had a great new year we were on break uh, we are rested up. We have been playing a lot of games, buying a lot of games, still discussing stuff about the Switch Pro, just <laughs> having great discussions, talking about uh, Hyrule Warriors, Coffee Talk, just a whole bunch of stuff that we've been talking about. But before we get into that, we're going to do some quick housekeeping. This is episode 227 of the Power Block Podcast. Each and every week, we come together to talk about games and everything we love about them with our friends. You can join us live on Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash live and be a part of the conversation. But if you can't join us live, no big deal. You can head over to youtube.com slash bushwishgames and bushwishgames.com to watch the show or listen on your podcast service of choice. Remember to subscribe, follow, rate, and review wherever you consume us. It helps us, it helps us out with discoverability and check out our familiar shows whenever you listen to your podcast. So, with all of that being out the way, how was everybody's Christmas and how was everybody's New Year's before we get into uh, Snack Tendo? Uh, Dan, how was your New Year's and how was your uh, Christmas? It was good. It was nice and relaxing. It was good to spend some time at home. Um, my mom got the vaccination, so she came down for New Year's, which was fun. I hadn't seen her in a while. Um, and yeah, it really, it was nice and boring and that's the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay what about you jacob how was yours oh man i i don't want to go too into it because i don't want to bring everything down but through all of 2020 my work had successfully a group of 75 to 100 people has successfully avoided covid and uh what is uh monday before new year's we had our first out like our first case in the building and they were immediately oh, no. sent home and uh and now we have like 10 people out and me and my roommate are not feeling great so we're kind of like oh no no." so that's it's been a it's been a a heck of a a new year's a heck of a start to 2021 but i'm keeping keeping myself positive so yes david what has your christmas and new year's been like 
Uh, just lots of time with my kids, um, catching up on my backlog of games. I finished a couple games, which felt really good and, uh, got a chance to do some reading and writing and spend, spend time with family. So it was great. It was needed for sure. Yes. Uh, for me, uh, I, for my Christmas, I posted a whole bunch of Zelda stuff that I got for, um, uh, my nieces and my sister and I literally almost cried uh, and I took mad pictures and I because we FaceTimed uh, for Christmas and I just literally li- lost my mind uh, because I didn't expect them to give me all this Nintendo stuff like the, the Zelda wallet is beautiful I haven't even took it out the case yet it's so good and the Zelda throw blanket like in the chain like they gave me what I needed like they know that I'm a gamer at heart so they went out and did that and then my New Year's even though I worked uh, I got a lot of stuff done for New Year's Day I played pretty much Final Fantasy 7 Remake Yes. and man that game is so so good I, I believe it deserves the nomination it, it deserves the rewards that it get um, it's, it's a really I think it's a really good remake uh, that it was worth the wait um, for all that time. So I am really happy that I got to play that. Um, then what again, chapter are you on? I am on chapter six. Okay, nice. So I got to charge. I got to finish charging my. I forgot uh, to charge my um, my controller. Um, and so I'm gonna charge it up, and I'm gonna hop right back in and like really make some progress. Uh, I'm really, really am enjoying this game. Uh, I had, I just, I literally had to jump in and just like, you know what? It's a buy two get one free sale at Target. Let me go ahead and just buy this game because I couldn't wait for the Xbox one. I still want to get it on Xbox, but I was just like, I gotta dive in because everybody's talking about it. I want to have most of the 2020 games in my hands played and ready to discuss and yeah it's it it's a really great game um for it so but with us playing all of these games with us having this time off of course we come back with our favorite segment snack tendo and i'm going to save my snack tendo at the last because i kind of threw a picture up on twitter at that that retro code uh and i'm going to talk about it a little bit later um but jacob what have you been snacking on what's been in your snack tendo uh i just finished today i made chess squares over the break and i just uh, finished the last bite of that today that they looked terrible but they tasted amazing which is really good it's a real simple recipe uh it's basically just like sugar eggs sour cream and butter not sour cream cream cheese and butter um so I've I've been I've been snacking on that a lot, and then I also just found at a gas station some apple pie Kit Kats. Ah I, yes. I reached out I reached out to Bosch Rush Games Network and was like, should I should I go on these? And uh, Celeste said absolutely. So I picked up a, I picked up some of those, but I haven't actually dug dug into them yet. They're really good. Have you tried the uh, the mocha chocolate? I uh, haven't. I, 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 on, I started looking for them on that episode that y'all were talking about them, and I haven't been able to find them at all. Normally, if my you, gas stations just have, like, the typical Kit Kat. If you're close to a Walgreens, they have them. Walgreens, They're advertising. okay. okay. Yeah, because they, they have the dark one. They still got the birthday cake, mm-hmm. the apple, um, the dark chocolate, the one, like, 
I'm still looking for the strawberry banana ones. That's what I want. Oh, but I'm gonna have to go find like a candy store for that. Yeah. Uh, is that all? Uh, yeah, that's it for me, man. And then uh, drinking a lot too, because it's the new year. <laughs> so hey. Uh, Dan, what have you been snacking on? All right, so I found an old favorite of mine from when I was seven years old, Dunkaroos at the grocery oh, store. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, yeah. I had that same reaction when I saw them. And uh, my fiance was like, why? <laughs> Just, why are you the way you are? And I was like, don't worry about it. I'm only getting 12 of them. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, they're amazing. Um, still, to this very day, it's just, uh, it's uh, it's like basically just confetti cake ice cream and little uh, kangaroo dippers. So if, you, if you're sitting here 25 years later wondering what Dunkaroos taste like, I'm going to tell you they're still worth it. <laughs> <laughs> they're as good as you remember. Wow, I'm, I'm still shocked that they still make them. <laughs> Wow. I guess they made a comeback. So, because the ad on the Dunkaroos thing, it was like, yes, we're back. And it had single serving packets of them. So, did they did they pull like a Hostess thing? Because didn't Hostess start pulling Twinkies and everything off the shelf? And then, like, a couple months later, they're like, we're back. And, and everyone <laughs> blew their minds. Probably. I didn't look into it. I just. Uh... It's so interesting that they're <laughs> I'm back. I'm still really for the excitement. Well, Hostie's was well, Hostie had filed for bankruptcy, so that's why they pulled their stuff out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because we used to have a Hostie shop, uh, fifteen minutes from my house, and they were going out of business because Hostie's uh, was closing down. But someone like I think bought them or invested invested in them, uh, fixed up their money problems, and they're back on shelves now. Even though I missed the frosted honey buns from uh, host. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, yes. Honey uh, buns are the best. Yes. Is that all, Dan? That, I'm done. I, you know, I, I think that's good enough for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, David, what have you been snacking on for your snack tinto? Well, <clears throat> once a year, I, you know, because I, I think I shared before that I, I eat vegan um, all year round. But, but once a year, I, I let myself have, like my all-time favorite treat, which is uh, turtles. I, I love chocolate turtles. Like, I've been eating those since mm-hmm. I did. So uh, every year my, my wife puts a, a couple packs of those in my stocking, and uh, I they're, they're like my favorite thing ever. So I, I've been eating those. Mm, yes, I love some good turtles. I uh, We have them at my job, and I just go up and down just like I could buy you but that means I got to spend $5 for like a box of 16 turtles. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't do this today. <laughs> uh, I, but I will get on you, David, because of you talking about dots. Oh, I, have yeah. had, I have had seven boxes of dots <laughs> in the last two days. I, I, I couldn't stop eating them because our dots that we got in was like super fresh. And I would, we got the big movie theater boxes, and we got oh, like man. four for, yeah, four for four dollars. And I was just like, I, 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 I'm, I want some. Were they regular or the tropical flavor? They were regular. I can't find the tropical ones. Uh, the regular are better, in my opinion. And if you yeah. get them when they're soft, that's like 
That's gold. Yeah, we got them like literally brand new, like fresh, still wrapped in a box. And I was just like, let me take four of these. The next day, I'm gonna take three of these, and ah, they've been so good. So, um, but there has been a new Oreos one, a brownie flavor Oreo, and this one has it's like the Oreo with a brownie, the regular cream filling, and uh, cookie dough filling, like for the cream, all wrapped in one. Um, how do I say this? It's very chocolatey, but you cannot taste the brownie and you cannot taste the cookie dough. It's very weird. Uh, you can taste the Oreo cookie. You can't. Eat, the cream is off. The taste of it is like, this is good. I tasted it with milk, and it's just it feels like, no, this is not it. I think if they would have made the Oreo cookie a brownie flavor, it would have been good. It would have been great. This one, I I say, unless you want to try it, go ahead. But I think it's a pass. It's I I it didn't meet my expectations of it being like a chocolate morsel. I thought it was gonna be like gooey brownie that I could taste, uh, and I thought the cookie dough would just be like, oh, I could taste this like nasty cookie dough kind of flavor. No, didn't. So, um, it's in stores. It's a limited time. If you guys want to try it, I say you can. I say wait for a sale for it. Um, other than that, it's a pass. You can skip it. I I think I think this is a disappointment for Oreos because I was excited <laughs> to try all of this uh, goodness. It is sweet, but it's just like the cream filling you can't taste. So, but everybody, that has been our stack ten though. And now it's time for a game fact events, which I'm going to be presented to you guys. And this is something kind of people will not actually realize that Nintendo did. So we know Nintendo, the creators of Donkey Kong, has made various Donkey Kong games. Donkey Kong, uh, the regular games, uh, Tropical Freeze, um, you know, we got the uh Donkey PK Kong Severus turns. Yes, the uh Donkey Konga with the bongos and everything. Well, actually back in 1986 in June uh and uh for North America, they released Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Um this is one of Nintendo's edutainment games. And the funny thing about this was that this game was a big flop and a big failure. And they decided not to release any more of it. They had plans to actually do three more games for it. Um, they were going to do a music Donkey Kong game, where now we kind of had Donkey Konga. And there was going to be uh, one more for it. Uh, but yeah, Donkey Kong Jr. Math was a game that you climb different ropes and stuff and you're trying to do math to it. And what it was the year on that, Ed? Uh, June of nineteen eighty six here in America. In de- yeah, in December, uh December twelfth in nineteen eighty three, it was released for the Famicom. And then Europe got it in July tenth of nineteen eighty six. But uh it was That's- their 
Oh, go ahead. That's the start of Nintendo's run in North America, right? Because Nintendo was it eighty three in North America that oh, eighty three uh, was in Japan. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me that that would have flopped, and and particularly like. The, the popularity of Donkey Kong being from, like, the arcades had already kind of flopped as well. So it seems mm-hmm. like an ill-time release. But I wonder with the popularity of something like that now if it would be successful. It probably would um, because, well, it definitely is a collector's item. Um, it was part of their Black Box series, um, which was, like, 30 games. Because after their Black Box series, you see different artwork that Nintendo was doing. And you kind of see it with Super Mario Brothers 2 that they started doing different artwork. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing this game, and I laughed because I was, like, why couldn't we have this game in school? You know, we had Oregon Trail. And we had those kind of IBM games to do math. And yeah. I would have loved to have an NES in in my elementary school so I could do Donkey Kong math. You know, be able to defeat Donkey Kong there and we add. It's a mismarketing um, opportunity. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because the next kind of education game that they did was like Mario is Missing. And then we end up having Brain Age later on on the DS and Wii. So... Um, it's it's kind of interesting that they were going to go another route of doing their using their NES, um, and Donkey Kong Jr. didn't, you know, succeed. So, but oh uh, well, uh, Nintendo tries things, they learn, and if it doesn't work for them, they move on. Um, we know a lot about that. <laughs> but it's time everybody to get into some Femi news, and. We release our Boss Rush Game of the Year. So you guys can go to BossRushGames.com, click on the link, and actually see what we have rated for our Game of the Year. But our winner was Hades. And apparently someone took this and made a arcade cabinet out of it. And it looks amazing. <laughs> it really uh, does. What did you guys think? Like, is this does this game feel like an arcade game? And can indie games be turned into an arcade game? It absolutely feels like an arcade game. This this game feels like the type of game that if they, especially if they made every single arcade automatically play on hell mode, it's it's very <laughs> much a quarter eater. You will die so quickly all the time. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me a little of Gauntlet Legends. Yes! Like, I, yeah, it, like totally. Yeah. The, uh, it, it, it just, there because of the nature of it, I could easily see if, if, if Supergiant Games wanted to do this, if they saw this and were like, that's kind of an untapped market, um, they could easily turn on like they could code in settings to be like, okay, well this is we'll show you a code or we'll give you like a card that can scan in your character, your Zagreus, and then you can come back like in Gauntlet, where you'd have your little dude and 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 you know twenty five cents a play, go as far as you can, and then eventually like even if you even if you can beat it, um, if any of y'all have made it through all of the way to the end of the game or to the end of a run uh it's only like you, you can get it anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour depending on how fast or slow you go so mm-hmm. it's it's an easy money maker i think I, and the cabinet itself this fan-made one is beautiful 
So yes, Dan, as our indie insider, what did you think? Like, I think I, 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 Jacob kind of just nailed it. I mean, it is an arcade game. Like every run could be another quarter. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I can see myself just dumping. $20 in quarters on that game when I was a kid at the arcade. I think it's a great idea. I like it. Did you guys think there's other indie games that's out there on Switch that could be arcade? Because I like Graceful Explosion Machine for me definitely is a straight arcade game. Like that definitely could be like turned into an arcade cabinet. Uh, I mean, Celeste could probably be an easy arcade cabinet game. Yeah. Give you like uh, 15 lives or something to complete to complete a uh, each screen. Uh, what about you, David? Do you think? No, I mean, I, I haven't played a huge library of indie games this year. So outside of Hades, I'm I'm trying to think of ones that I've played that would work. And you know, games like Coffee Talk would. <laughs> so, you know, I can't really think of one at the moment. Well, Dan, do you have anything, any suggestions? I, I mean, the only, I, I can't really think of anything because I don't, I think roguelikes are really the only style that you can do in an arcade setting. I don't play too many roguelike games, so I, I can't really suggest anything. Um, maybe like Grindstone would be a cool arcade mm-hmm. game. I don't know if you guys have played that. Um, I haven't played it on Switch. I, I have Apple Arcade, so I've been playing it on. Yeah. I, I've played it on that. It's, um, it's on my list to get. And there's yeah. I mean, it's it, it's very much a mobile game, but like I could see that being in an arcade. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Hades is a great idea, and really, uh, roguelike is kind of just such an arcade to style game. So that's that's where my head's at. Or or you could go into oh. the. I'm sorry, I have a couple other things. Can I speak? Uh, if you could go into the, the realm of like two player arcade games like Shovel Knight and and have that being being an arcade, or you could look at Killer Queen Black, which was an arcade game oh, and then became a became a console game and a PC game. And and like that I don't know if y'all have seen that arcade cabinet, but that thing is awesome. Like it's yeah. massive, no, it's it's super cool. Oh, I, I love Killer Queen it. Black. Yeah, man. I, I heard about it that it was an arcade game, but did it ever come to the arcades, or was it just like an indie game that got turned into an arcade game? No, it, no, it, it's, it, it started as an arcade game. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I've never seen that. I never seen an arcade cabinet before. I'm gonna look at that. Yeah. The, the best arcade to console game ever, in my opinion, is Ninja Turtles. It's so, not even close. <laughs> which okay, which one? Turtles in Time. Or the arcade game for oh, idiots. Turtles are time for me. Turtles are time for me. They're both good, but yeah, I'd probably go with that too. That's the, the X-Men game was also great. Oh, yes. Oh. The first time I played Super Mario Brothers 3 was in an arcade, not on a console. The 25-cent one, uh, Time yeah. Trap? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think they did that after The Wizard came out. Uh, uh, I should go back and play Super Mario Bros. You know, Switch. <laughs> I love that game. I, I play that I, game once a year. No whistles. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. I've I've rented a whole game. I think it took me. Uh, I think it took me about two hours to get through. Because uh, 
I had to do some bathroom breaks. <laughs> I, we just we just beat Mario three this week on Switch Online. My, my wife and I played it through. Oh, it's the first sweet. time I've ever actually beaten it all the way to the end. Nice, nice. Was it challenging to you? It, it was. I just, it, it, you know, I, I feel like as a kid, I, you know, I always had to turn my Nintendo off before I could, you know, get that far, you know. So, unless you wanted to like cheat and use the whistles, but God, there's that frustrating castle level where it's like you have to find the right P block and yes, yeah, <laughs> oh, man, that one, that one's re- ruthless. It, and it, when you don't find the right door, it keeps repeating over and over and over again. <laughs> I think it's, it's like a the, bad dream. Uh, yeah, I think it's the it's the sixth, it's the fifth or sixth uh, one. I think. Yeah, I have to go through the whole game to find out. Oh goodness. Uh, but yeah, I re- I remember watching the wizard find and seeing that game to find the first wi- uh, whistle, and the game wasn't out yet. And then when I got the game, uh, I used that trick and stuff. Um, but then I actually went back and played the whole thing had you guys ever did that like games that you did a cheat uh that you cheated in uh or did a cheat code for that you actually played it the way that it was attended not until i was an adult because <laughs> <laughs> right, i did that for sonic one and sonic two i actually played all the levels got all the emeralds and played it the way that it was supposed to because they had yeah, uh, sonic i did that as well actually I didn't know there was cheats for Sonic. Yeah, did you use like Game Genie or something? Like, how did you, how did you? No. So in um, the music select uh, in Sonic One and Sonic Two, there's a music thing that you will put in a sequence, and it you will hear a sound, and it will unlock, and you got to select any level that you want to. Oh wow! Wild. Yeah. So I ended up doing that. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I want to play all these levels in this game and see how far I could get. And I've, I've done that. Um, even if, well, not so much Bionic Commando because I don't think there was a cheap thing. But I did Bionic Commando all in one sitting. And I've, that game is trying to play that game without having an instruction manual, not knowing really what to do. That, that is challenging. <laughs> But yeah, everybody, Hades, uh, our game of the year for Boss Rush, uh, go check it out. Go give it a read. Um, and if you guys like indie games and turn want to turn them into uh, arcade cabinets, I think you can search around on YouTube, and they'll tell you actually on how to build one and everything. I think it's really cool that this fan made this one. Um, but... You know, guys, with a lot of talk about F-Zero, there seems to be more interest going for the series. And it seems that um, F-Zero GX producer Toshihiro uh, Nagoshi wouldn't mind working on Nintendo's futuristic racing series again. Um, And everybody loved F-Zero GX um, for the GameCube. Do you think that this game will come back? Um, And he did say that, you know he would love to work on it and make it different but if you want like a kind of casual arcade experience there is mario kart um do you think f-zero can come back and like compliment mario or really be like another racing series kind of like what xbox has for horizon like forza uh, not actually horizon forza forza motorsport is like the real deal kind of thing and then horizon is like the arcadey fun kind of game well what do you guys think about this (sighs) 
for this one, um, I, you know, I wasn't that big of an F Zero fan to be honest with you. Um, I, I I don't like racing games that much, but I feel like there's enough clamor, and especially with Captain Falcon being in Smash Brothers, there's enough people that might play it. Um, so I I don't really have an opinion on F Zero. <laughs> I. I do think, Ed, like, if they did bring it back, and there is energy, people are always asking for it. If they did bring it back, a nice distinction would be to make it a more realistic racing game rather mm-hmm. than the cartoon sort of crazy feel that Mario Kart has. If if Nintendo is going to dredge up racing games from the past, though, honestly, I would like to see another Diddy Kong's Racing before I saw another F, or an F-Zero. Uh, what about you, Jacob? Uh... I think Miyamoto is quoted as saying that when they when they figure out something that would make it unique and like give it a purpose for coming back, they'll bring it back. Mm-hmm. And I think Nintendo right now isn't interested at all in just like a hardcore racing game or like a racing game that isn't kart related, isn't Mario Kart arcade style related. I I would like to see though F Zero come back with racing in it but also in like a beautiful joe style uh game as well or with beautiful joe style gameplay as well to learn more about captain falcon and like his that whole series is lore and everything because that if you if you read some of the some of the story behind those games it's nuts man like people are people are they're they're Captain Falcon is a bounty hunter, number one, which you would never guess just by knowing that he is a racer in a in a video game. Like it just doesn't seem right. Uh, and then like there's like end of world things going on. It's crazy. I'd play that. Yeah. <laughs> and with with racing in between, you know, like in between stages, you have to yeah. race to the next location mm-hmm. that you do a beautiful Joe side scrolling style beat 'em up game with Captain Falcon. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I'd play that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would too. Um, I, I think Grand Zero could make a comeback. Um, but it, yeah, it it'll take a while though. I don't know. I I cannot picture what it would be like for it. Um, so but before we get into our dark bowl, uh, we got a little um, a Nintendo DX uh, news kind of uh right here. Um. Kanye West could have been working with Nintendo. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's uh, uh, Kanye West endeavors reach into many different corners of the business world, from the music world to the clothing and shoe design. The rapper has uh, certainly branched out in recent years, but apparently he had interest in teaming up with Nintendo for a video game that never quite happened. During a recent appearance on the Talking Games with Reggie and Harold podcast, former Nintendo of America president Reggie Fizeme revealed the rapper reached out to the gaming company to collaborate on the video game. Fizeme uh, said the meeting occurred between Kanye and his wife Kim Kardashian West after the good music founder spoke to Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto at the company's E3 booth. Unfortunately for Kanye, the gaming company was dealing with too many projects at this uh, time to take on the collab with them. Part of it was talking about what he was up to. He was experimenting with a piece of video game content. He wanted to reactions to it. He comes out and says, I want to work with Nintendo. He's it. This boggled my mind. Because <laughs> what did you guys think a Nintendo and Kanye game would have been? 
I, I read this and I like threw myself in a huge confusion. I was like, why did Kanye choose Nintendo? What kind of game would he have done? <laughs> what did what did Reggie say to Kanye? Like, <laughs> there's so much I'd like to know about this. And oh man, that that was one of my favorite stories. I <laughs> I and, wish we just had more detail. And and we know Nintendo has did like Elite B agents, like I said earlier, Donkey Kong uh, and Rhythm Heaven. You know, so they have been into in we music. They have been into music games. But Kanye and Nintendo, like <laughs> hip hop inch, like I don't know. I what did you guys think? I'm I'm bog my mind is boggled by this. Uh David, what what you think could have been made? I mean, I I don't I don't really know. Like I like I it, it depends on what he was looking for. Like, was he looking to be sort of the star of some sort of epic? Like, there are musicians and stuff that sort of want to see see themselves in some kind of adventure story. Or was he lo- looking to to really be have it just be a place to feature music? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, on the one hand, they seem sort of culturally different, Nintendo and, and Kanye. But on the other hand, Nintendo does stuff out of the box all the time. So... I guess I wouldn't have been too surprised, you know, that what was there a Michael Jackson game at one point for a system? I swear there, there was. was. Yes. Yeah. OK, mean, so there's yeah. two of them. So yeah. well, actually three. So Michael Jackson did a arcade game, Moonwalker. He also did it. They also ported that to the Sega Genesis, but it was a 2D platformer. He did a music game that was almost like Just Dance for mm-hmm. uh, the Wii. And it's so a lot of copies and he did the music in sonic 3 yes i didn't know that that's interesting yeah yeah and like he somehow still owns the rights for it so that's why we haven't seen sonic 3 on like any other platform since the sega genesis yeah and the music is amazing in that game (laughs) by the way Yes. That's like my favorite boss music ever is the final boss in that. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's in the Dreamcast version of Space Channel 5. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. There's, there's also games like Brutal Legend that is basically Jack Black playing a character yeah. in a game. So maybe Kanye wanted to go that route or he was like like a Grand Theft Auto style featuring Kanye West as the main character. I was thinking he'd be like a God of War style character. (laughs) All I know is that I hope that this means Kanye West for Smash Brothers in 2021. Can you see Kanye West doing something like DJ Hero uh, with Nintendo? Like a DJ Hero game from Nintendo. Like mixing hip hop with their soundtrack. You know, like just think of Yoshi's Crafted World or Yoshi's Woody World with some hip hop. Or something, or or you know, um, playing like Super Metroid with like some hip hop drums and stuff. Like take like, I don't know. It's it's, it's boggled my mind. <laughs> the story. I don't, I don't think so anymore. I, you know, without without being too specific on our show, but it, it does seem like he burned a lot of social capital this last year, and I think he might be too hot for Nintendo at the at the moment. It's probably too hot for everybody. So. <laughs> so, but that was our little Nintendo DX news. Um, we're going to now just quickly take a look back at Nintendo's 2020 before we get into our dark mode. And 
I put out there, if you guys want to check on Busters Guys, uh, I did a year in review for Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. And they all came out and did what they came to do is like deliver great games. Um, we were hyped for some Nintendo Directs, um, news about the new consoles and everything. But Nintendo really had a strong year, even even with what all went on. So I kind of want to just quickly, guys, what did you think of Nintendo in 2020? Were they what were some highlights, some lowlights? Um, what do you guys think? I think. Um... You know, everybody had to deal with a lot of adversity with the pandemic starting in March. I know we all feel like it's been forever, but uh, people really had to adjust to the way they were. So we we had a lot of silence out of Nintendo, you know, for probably the first seven, eight months of the year. I mean, even that mini direct that we had at the end of March, Mm -hmm. every single game in that we knew about. There wasn't anything new in that. Like, they showcased Xenoblade Chronicles DE at the end of it for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And that's a game we already played 10 years ago. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was a really slow start, but they started marketing their games and doing different things and just regular directs. And Animal Crossing came out at the right time. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into that a little later on, so I won't delve in more but you know paper mario shadow dropped out of the blue which was probably an e3 presentation um you know we did get 3d all-stars we did get pikmin we got clubhouse games which so many people i know love but don't just (laughs) just don't talk about it um you know nintendo did have a pretty good year they kept us entertained um I wouldn't say it was it's probably their one of their weaker years in the Switch era, but it it still it still had some good stuff and they gave us a few more ports to really really twist the dagger in the Wii U. <laughs> right. Uh Jacob, what did you think of Nintendo's twenty twenty? Uh I mean I thought I thought it was a fairly slow year. I thought they they did what they could with everything that was going on. Um but it you know, it's Nintendo has a very common practice of having like a super great year and then a lull year and they push out like the Yoshis and the Kirby's and the the games that get a lot of praise but aren't the best that you know aren't the top tier Zelda Mario Metroid uh, but it this year I think was supposed to be a lot bigger than it was and I think COVID just really knocked it out for them um, but overall I think they recovered really well I think Maybe to most people's uh, detriment, but to Nintendo's favor, I think staying quiet and the lack of Nintendo Directs in 2020 uh, did them a good solid because everyone was talking about them every single week. Like There was never a week when people weren't talking about Nintendo in the Mm -hmm. gaming community because they were so quiet. And then they just did stuff like, hey, here's Paper Mario. It's coming out in a month. And... uh, you know, like, and that's kind of how it was for the whole thing, um, for their whole year. But I think we got quite a few gems from them overall, though. All right, David, uh, how did you think of Nintendo's 2020? I mean, I think they had a great year. I, I, 
you know, if we're looking at it from a fan perspective, I get that it was a little disappointing that it felt like there was nothing for seven months of the year. And then all of a sudden there was just a flood of stuff. Um, but from their like business side of things, like they just dominated the whole year with console sales and game sales. And so they didn't really need to do more than what they did because what they were doing was working, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Animal Crossing was a force, you know, to be reckoned with, which we'll talk about later. But they also supported a lot of their longstanding franchises like Smash Brothers with the Fighters Pass, um, collaborating, you know, across platforms and with, with companies, um, you know, like bringing, you know, celebrating Fortnite and, and um, Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Splatoon, right. They, you know, so, they keep doing Splatoon tournaments. They even yeah. pumped up arms in the middle of the summer, too. Right, right. So, you know, so I, fe- I feel like Nintendo did what they needed to do to move consoles. I would mm-hmm. say that the one place that I found myself surprised and a little bit disappointed is I actually didn't think Mario 35 was as big as it could have been. And I know that we got a lot of Mario content, but for the 35th anniversary of, you know, one of the most important games in, in video game history, like it, it was a little underwhelming. And I, and I hope that what Jacob said is true, that it's, it's largely because of COVID and maybe more was planned. Cause it makes me a little bit nervous for Zelda 35, which is this year. Um, cause traditionally Nintendo has always paid more respects to Mario than to Zelda. And so if they did, you know, a couple games and some, you know, some celebration, what does that mean for Zelda 35? So that, that's kind of where I've been at with this year. Yeah. With the, with the Mario 35th, I what popped in my mind is I think they probably would have did like a tour, like, or, or something to celebrate at Best Buy or GameStop, um, so, to make it feel bigger and stuff be like if you go in you know with your switch you could download this special thing for this game or something like that i think with COVID, they had to reduce it and they couldn't really do much um the, the 35th could have been bigger um then they probably had like mario odyssey ready to announce but you know they're i, I think what their actual 35th is not to next year or anything um we get a lot of anniversaries coming up. I think it's Zelda, Pokemon, Metroid, Metroid and Metroid. Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I think all those anniversaries are coming up next year. So, I mean, if they even if they do what they did for Mario 35th, mm-hmm. <laughs> like with all four of those games, it'll be a big year for them. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think Nintendo brought consistency. You know, we had pretty much about, what, 9 to 10 games uh you know even whether there were ports or there were new titles um they had something for uh new switch owners and existing switch owners ring fit adventure just like flew off the shelf and for months that game kept selling it was out of stock just the way like animal crossing was how big that did you know what it ended with what 22 some million by the end of this of last year 26 million at the end of 2020 that's big for one franchise uh, you know I think that's probably the biggest in selling of Animal Crossing and it's still selling that's how crazy it is um, you know we got some yeah they changed the mini directs but they made the best out of it there was going to be something um, whether you didn't like all the games there was something to take away from it you know Hades Spiritfarer um uh, the Final Fantasy saga, um, 
uh, Coleco, you know, wholesome games and stuff. Like there was, a, I think with Switch, they had a lot to deliver. Um, Paper Mario, you know, Clubhouse games, Xenoblade Chronicles, like this collection is beautiful. Um, I forgot to show you guys, but I have the Ori collection that yeah. I got for a bit. Um, and I haven't taken it out or anything, but you know, when they announced that Ori 2 was coming to Switch, um, they put both physical games of Ori 1 and Ori 2 on physical copies. Um, so, uh, you know, and that's but, a good to relate. I mean, not so much with Ori, but just in that consistency that you said, like Nintendo really allowed their indies to pop this year. Oh, yeah. In place of where a lot of you know major titles would have come out, and they did bring that consistent experience. And their third parties too, didn't they have like two or three third party directs, which mm-hmm. Nintendo yeah. is notorious for not supporting third party or having third party support. And this year they will really let that shine a lot as well. So yeah, they mostly with the third parties. Uh, mostly the, a lot of the third party will be in their Nintendo directs and everything. Um, yeah. But I guess because they couldn't really do nothing because of the way that Japan was holding COVID. They were just like, let's still do a mini direct and highlight a lot of partners who are working with us. So those indies and those third parties got more announcement and more screen time to make people think that, hey, we got a lot of stuff coming from our partners that's helping us. You know, uh, the World Ends With You Part 2 was coming to Switch. Like, that's a big deal to some people. You know, That's a big deal to me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's it, it's good to see that Nintendo, at least just from, from August to or it was it no they didn't have one in july i think it was from august to october there was a direct and there was some indie stuff and it always felt like there was something for everybody whether it was a hit or not um there was always something so i think nintendo really with what they had to work with um they really did a great job getting stuff out. I think one of the bad things that hurt them was a lot of the cease and desist stuff that would come at the end. Um, but, but, you know, depending on how people over. see that. Oh, go ahead. That that stuff blows over, though. I mean, people get really mad, and it, it blows up in trends, and then it's gone, and people just move on. It, it, the free Malay thing is kind of over, feel like it's over with after Sephiroth got announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people are just getting annoyed with it, too. Yeah. So, but I think Nintendo, I, I believe they got a strong year coming in 2021. Um, there's still there's still expectations, hype for a Switch Pro. <laughs> we will see in two more months. I'm just saying that. So people believe it's in March when the, all these <laughs> anniversaries are coming out. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. But, you know, if it does happen, it's going to be a strong thing for Nintendo to for that uh, to happen. But everybody, that is our just a little talk about Nintendo's 2020. Um, is there any anticipation for any games that's coming out for Nits for this year? Monster Hunter Rise. Yes. I'm a huge I already got my. Uh, I am looking forward to 3D World so badly because I oh, didn't have yeah. a Wii U. I'm, yeah. I, I didn't get to play it. Oh, it's so good. It's so and good. I love Bravely Default, so I'm excited for that as well. What well, about you, David? I mean, I you're gonna say it doesn't count, but but Breath of the Wild too. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know that's, it's not confirmed, but it's coming out. 
There's a rumor. There was a rumor. A Nintendo Insider said to said that it's going to be a good 2021 for Breath of the Wild 2, Splatoon, uh, Metroid, and I think Fire Emblem. So I think we're getting a new th- uh, 2D Donkey Kong really soon too. Yeah. Um, but then who does it? Because Retro's in. Yeah, but they Retro's were. Folks- they were retro was uh, working on something before Metroid for a while, and they've never said anything about what they were working on. The last yeah, thing that was, they released was Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I think, freeze. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they they had been working on uh, original IP, but Nintendo told them to shelve it so they could work on Donkey Kong and then work on Metroid. So maybe I think we're getting part- that Donkey Kong announcement soon too. I read somewhere. We'll probably know about it within the next couple weeks. Ah, uh, are we ready for another Donkey Kong? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been like eyeing Tropical Freeze on the Switch because I want to play <laughs> Donkey Kong so badly, but I'm like, no, I've already played it on the Wii U. I don't need to buy it again. You know what? I'm I'm excited for Pokemon Snap. I never got to play. I never got a chance to play that, and I really want to play when it comes out on Switch. Um, I don't have or, interest in Snap. I didn't on N64. I never played it, so maybe well, I don't know. Maybe that and that that's why I want to play because I didn't get a chance. And I'm like, I want to see what this is all about. You know, give it a fair shot and stuff. And I know David, we were talking earlier about some Hyrule Warriors DLC that could possibly happen. If that comes out, I'm probably just going to end up paying for it. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know when it's going to be released. I'm just going to, uh, if Nintendo just said that, hey, we got a mini direct coming, we'll be talking about Hyrule Warriors DLC. And um, uh, our good friend Stealth on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. he posted that they're, um, meet, they're having a meeting in February 1st in Japan. So we'll know some numbers about Switch sales, and we might know some, know some new information about some games. And possibility that DLC for Zelda. Um, I'm Do you guys ready. think Animal Crossing is going to overtake Mario Kart? Absolutely. Because they're going to release the sales on February 1st. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and Mario Kart Home Circuit, which you guys, go to WatchForGames.com, read David's review. It's fantastic. You guys are going to love it. Uh, really, give that it thing a really, really, really good. I, I, that was probably the best look at Mario Kart Home Circuit I think I've read yet. So definitely check that out. Yes. So it is that time for Nintendo Power Blocks Game of the Year. What is going to be winning a power block? Who knows? Uh, but we are going to come with five games. Sorry about that. We're going to come with five games and three honorable mentions. So let's get our honorable mentions out the way first. Uh, Dan, what is your three honorable mentions? Okay, so um, I, I, I threw in a couple indie games here that were released on other systems before 2020, mm-hmm. but they came to Switch in 2020. Um, so honorable mentions, uh, I hate to do this to you, I'm throwing it out of the way first. Paper Mario is an honorable mention. <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars, honorable mention. Uh, Pikmin 3, that one really hurt to leave out of the top five. And then for my indie games, I did Kunai, Evergate, and Nexamon Extinction. Okay, let's see. Kunai... Evergate 
And what was your uh, what was the other one? It's called Nexomon Extinction. Oh, Nexomon. You know, I still have that on my Switch, and I need to start that. I I really like it because I don't like Pokemon just because it's so easy and just kind of. I don't know. I found it boring, and this was like the Pokemon game I've always wanted to play. So, in the writing was really, it, it's really fun, and it, it's good writing too. So that that kept me into it as well. All right, Jacob, what is your list for so, honorable mentions? Your three honorable mentions. I cheated a little bit with my honorable mentions. I picked three games that I either wanted to play more of or just play mm-hmm. in general. And uh, mine actually are Catherine Full Body from Atlas on the Switch that released on July 7th. I played all of Catherine on the Xbox 360 when it came out originally. That game is an amazing puzzle game if you haven't played it yourself. Uh, it is a little raunchy, but it's it's a great game to just zone out with and, and play through the story. And it really captivates you, too. Uh, Bubble Bobble for Friends. Uh, loved playing Bubble Bobble with my brother and sister and saw this coming out, come out and immediately texted them and was like, guys, I have something exciting for Christmas and then COVID happened. Um, so didn't even bother picking that one up. And then actually I also had Paper Mario because <laughs> I never picked it up, but I really want to. Uh, that would be my third honorable mention. Okay. That's, that, that, what? That's fine. That is completely fine. David's. <laughs> What is your three honorable mentions? Well, I, I kind of bent the rules a little bit too. I I picked games that are being like continually supported in 2020 mm-hmm. by Nintendo, not just ones that came out in 2020. So my three honorable mentions are Paper Mario. That <laughs> <laughs> is officially turned into the this is fine dog meme. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on the battle system, but another time. Um, the other honorable mention, uh, Smash Bros, um, with their Fighters Pass, I, I thought was one that I kept finding myself coming back to, and then Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Okay. So Mario 3D All-Stars. Okay, so my honorable mentions. <laughs> you guys ready for this? <laughs> this is so Are funny. there 50? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, there's not 50, but uh, you guys are going to like literally laugh at this. So my honorable mentions is Paper Mario the Origami <laughs> King. <laughs> oh, what are you talking wow. about? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> game of the year across every platform. <laughs> and and the reason why I pay I put Paper Mario the Origami King is because it's in our boss rush as collector, so I put it there. Um, <clears throat> my next one is Hades, um, and my last one is Foregone. Uh, those are my honorable mentions uh, for this. So yeah, when everybody said Paper Mario, I was just like, oh, they're gonna be in for a shock. <laughs> I, and you know what? I am. I'm shocked. I I'm more shocked because I didn't expect anyone to put Paper Mario honorable mentions besides me. I don't, I don't understand how you thought it was the game of the year for all three platforms, and then today it's your honorable mention. Like you want to know, wanna know because yourself. I, because I, because it, because we was making that list and everything. I'm like, when we made that list, it's still my it's still my personal game of the year, and I feel like that list is all of our personal ones. Um, but for this show, I didn't want to reiterate what I've already made as a list. I I feel like there are a lot of games 
that uh, are equivalent to Paper Mario or a little bit lesser, but they still need some spotlight. They still need some recognition, uh, recommend, uh, recommendation and recognition. So that's why I put Paper Mario into it uh, for honorable mention. I It's on our uh, top 25 games of the year. So I'm just like, hey, you know, for it to be on Power Block, that's a great thing. You know, honorable mission that's is fair. still a great game. That's it's fair. still, you know, yeah, yeah, we all we all picked it, so it's an honorable mention. So, um, congratulations to Paper Mario, uh, <laughs> for receiving our honorable mention. For, for I like a unanimous vote on <laughs> honorable mention. Just not quite good enough, but still great. Yes, it's like a one coin block. Yeah. <laughs> You're excited, and then you make that second jump, and you're like, oh, yes. come on, man. But... All right, so let us get into our top five. Starting with number five, Dan, what is your number five? I'm going to go with Age of Calamity. Um, this is really more of a personal preference because I, I, I don't like the Warriors-style games that much. Um, and, you know, I'm... The more the story sits with me, the more sour of a taste it leaves in my mouth. Um, <laughs> David's shaking his head at me. Um, yeah, I you know, I know it's a good game, and I, I did play it to at least beat the story mode, um, but there just wasn't enough for me to put it higher than five. Okay, so AJ Calamity has one Yoshi coin. Jacob, what is your number five? My number five is Among Us on the Nintendo Switch. This was a game that was back in 2018 and started getting a lot of hype in 2020 for some reason. And I was very against it because I don't like multiplayer games that I can't talk with my friends on. And so, But then it came to Switch and all of my friends hopped on board. And so I was like, great. And oh <laughs> man, I love it. We're going to start playing it again every Saturday. It's great. I, I that game is a blast. Always ends up in a yelling contest. <laughs> the oh, Switch that's... makes it so accessible too. It does, and it's it runs really well. I I think the only problem the Switch has is that you can't. There's no voice chat, but that's easily fixed with Discord or Skype or whatever. So, yep. right. Sorry, I just that I, that resonated with me. Yeah. <laughs> David, what is your number fifth game? Uh, so I had Mario Kart Live Home Circuit on there, which was a late edition. You know, I got that for my kids for Christmas and, and convinced my wife to let me get myself one for Christmas. And uh, <laughs> I cannot, if, honestly, if I had had it earlier in the year, it probably would have been higher on my list. I just haven't logged enough hours in it yet. But the endless amount of creativity and level design, it, it reminded me a lot of things that I love about Mario Maker. Mm -hmm. but mixed with Mario Kart. And I, I just, I cannot say enough positive things about that game. Uh, yes, I, I swear. Talk, when you was talking about it, I was just like, uh, I need to get this game. I won it. <laughs> uh, but just hearing, just reading that thing, I, I swear, guys, go read that story. It's pretty, <laughs> really good. Okay, so my number five is Murder by Numbers. These are from the developers who made Fall Guys. Didn't realize that. It's a mixture of Phoenix Wright and Pit Cross together. And the writing is funny. Um, it, and it deals with different diversity, different characters. Like, it's really, really good. Uh, I played this, like, I think it came out in January. And I could not stop playing. I 
literally laugh throughout this whole game. It is that good. So um, that is my number five, Murder by Numbers. Uh, David, I mean, go back to you, Dan. What is your, your number four? Number four, I'm going to go with Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide. Um, this game is just fun. Uh, this is a year that another game on my top list finally got my fiance to pick up a video game controller for the first time in her lifetime. So, um, this was actually the second or third game we played together and we actually play it a lot. And when I, even when I like sit down and watch movies or when I want to unwind, I play Mahjong or, um, you know, I've played chess with my friends online. Um, so it, it, it's just a fun game. I, I really enjoyed it. So number four for me is Clubhouse Games. All right. Jacob, what is your number four? Uh, well, you stole it right out from under me. Uh, my number four is Murdered by Numbers. Uh, I'm a big, uh, big Sudoku, big Picross fan. So and then saw that and it, it, you're absolutely right. It is cute as heck and just keeps you laughing and wanting to click to go through the story more and more and, and has great puzzles in it as well great pick cross puzzles in it as well so that is my number four yes david what is your number four number four for me is coffee talk um it, it is everything that i think video games as art are capable of and beautiful visual novel uh, takes place at a coffee shop in Seattle, which is where I spent my college years um, at a coffee shop in Seattle. So it it really hit home for me, and I just love it so much. Are right, you going you're going to be happy for this, David? Coffee Talk is my number four, also. Yes. The the writing, the music, the characters, mm. hearing their story, just like, and I don't know if you finished it yet. Uh, I did. I finished it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, just to give you guys a head up, we are doing Talk the Walk for Coffee Talk. We're going to be doing it in the near future, so you guys want to tune in. Man, I I literally felt for a lot of the characters, especially the dad and the daughter. The music, oh. Oh. that and the two people, the two different races or two different monsters, getting being together. I I can't say no more. If you have not played Coffee Talk, wherever it's available, play it on Switch, Xbox Live. I think it might be on uh, PlayStation Four. If not, play it on PC. Like really, play that game. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. And of course, making coffee and everything. I'm <laughs> I'm so ready. Uh, cause uh. Our idea for Coffee Talk, I mean, for Talk the Walk is when we do Coffee Talk, we all have our different kind of coffee. And I oh, know yeah. you like, I know you like yours black, but you know, I'm gonna have my Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts ready to go. <laughs> and and if you have played Coffee Talk, um, Celeste, who's a regular on Nintendo Power Block, just interviewed the developer, and that's on our Boss Rush uh, podcast yes. as well. So check I that out. So listen to that. I just finished the game this week, so I, I'm gonna go listen to that. Nice. All right, Dan, back to you. What is your number three? I'm going to go with Hades. Uh, You can't say enough about this game. Um, I remember the Indie Direct in August when it showcased Hades, and it just looked really cool. Uh, The character design, the level design, the artwork, even aside from how thirsty the gods are. It's (laughs) (laughs) like the... It's just really, really cool artwork. It's the first roguelike that actually got me to play it. Um, it's it's more approachable than most roguelikes, and it, it's just it's just fun. I, I recommend it to anybody to play this game. 
Yes, yes. Jacob, what is your number three? My number three is Animal Crossing New Horizons, the game that saved 2020 to most people. <laughs> uh, that that game reached a whole new level of, of bringing communities together from gamers to even non-gamers who were running out and picking up switches so that they could visit their friend in a game on a silly game on a Nintendo system and run around museums. I mean, I remember reading I remember reading there's still companies that will like make a themed island around their brand. There's people that will be like, "Oh, I I am from a museum. I work at a museum. I'll walk you through and like give you a give you a guided tour on all the stuff in the museum and and like that it, and it's just Animal Crossing at its finest. It's it's so relaxing to play. I play it every single day. Um, but number yes. three. Yes. David, what is your number three? Uh, I might get some flack for this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Fortnite is actually my number three. Um, the, the Marvel season this year was just so awesome. I, I grew up reading comic books and... Uh, to get to, to play some of my favorite characters like Daredevil. And the way that Nintendo, you know, early in the year partnered with Fortnite and they had the Fortnite uh, Switch console and just, you know, it was just cool. I, I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't get that console, but um, I just, I loved it. Being able to play Fortnite on the go was just, it was good. Is So I haven't played Fortnite. So is Fortnite new to Switch in 2020? Or is no. it like there's it around updates? There's, there's like, just like Smash Brothers has fighter passes. There's like uh, battle passes on uh, the Epic Games sells with with Fortnite and in Rocket League and their other you know games that they have. Um, and the particular theme over the summer was Marvel. In fact, they produced this like digital comic book. Um, uh, Epic Games did like with. Um, these famous comic book characters like Galactus coming to the Fortnite world. And it was, and you got to read a, a page of the comic each day. And it was just, it was awesome. And my, my son loved it. He, he went out to the bookstore afterwards and bought some comics and it, it was just really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's fine, David. You go for Fortnite. Yeah. So my number three is Streets of Rage 4. Um, nice. the art, wow, this game is so good. Uh, and you talking about uh, the thirst in Hades, <laughs> Adam, and ooh, Adam and uh, Adam just looks yeah. Adam is the young for me. Sorry, let me keep it professional for the kids. Um, it's a great beat 'em up, great like combo system. The music is banging. It's a good one. It's not as good as Streets of Rage Two soundtracks that. That game is just like a perfect 10, Streets of Rage 2. But Streets of Rage 4 is a great, once you like learn the combo system and everything, um, it's really, really good. They have some patches up. There's a lot of unlockables to it. Um, I got the game digitally on Switch, and I got my physical copy from No uh, Limited Run. Um, and I kind of, I keep eyeing it on Xbox because I really want to play with other people um, with this game. And if anyone is up to it, I'll buy it on Xbox or PS4 and like do some online because this game is so, so good. So Shoots Rage 4 is my third pick. So back to you, Dan. What is your number two? Uh, my number two is Xenoblade Chronicles DE. Um, I love this game. The music is great. The worlds are great. The story is phenomenal. The battle system, it's, it's a little easy but it 
there's customization that you get with characters towards the end of the game that really keeps you engaged. Um, I love all the side quests. I love the NPCs. It's just a phenomenal game. So if you haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles D, go out and play it. I sunk about 180 hours into it and don't regret any of it. <laughs> I, I'm grinding in it. Uh, I'm, I'm in the grinding phase of this game. Like I haven't even did the first dungeon yet. Uh, I'm just trying to get stronger so I could go in and do it. See, I, this one, you don't really need to grind that hard because mm -hmm. towards the end of the game, you get enough experience to kind of build you up and you grind towards the end of the game. Whereas yeah. the beginning, you can really kind of just enjoy the environments. Um, but man, the music is so good. Like you yes. spend so much time because like in Guar Plain, for example, which is one of the first areas, um, it's like this huge map and you're just spending so much time running around and finding, doing all these side quests and finding different monsters and stuff. And the music like, is just so good and you want to keep listening to it. But of course, like it's going to be good because you have this huge map you're going to spend 20 hours on. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well be good. Um, yeah. So I, there's, I, I, I can't say enough and I recommend this game to anybody who likes a story-driven game or a JRPG. So, Xenoblade's number two. All right. Jacob, what is your number two? My number two is Hades. Um, that game, full full disclosure, just because I feel like I have to, Supergiant actually sent me a copy of that game. But that game grabbed hold of me, like, I think the last time a game did that was Super Mario Galaxy, where when I wasn't playing Hades, I was thinking about playing Hades. I was talking to my other friends who were playing Hades. I, I am working on a review for Hades. I'm still playing it, not so much daily anymore, but like I still hop in and just like, let's see how far we can get through, through the underworld. Um, that game has a beautiful, Supergiant Games is fantastic. They know yes. exactly how to make games. The, that They have an amazing team and are so deserving of all the awards they got for Hades and all their other games. But Hades has a beautiful ebb and flow to the combat system where everything feels like it happened. It, it's something you could control. When you get hit, it doesn't feel unfair. It feels like, well, if I wasn't button mashing here, if I was just paying a little bit more attention, I could have dodged this, I could have hit this, I could have whatever. And and then the, the, the story of it all is, and the replayability of it all with their, mm -hmm. like, with their, uh, I forget, the packs of punishment. Just, man, that game goes on for hours, and it's still fun. I've got... I think I'm on run 68 on hell mode and I started in hell mode and I was like, okay, well, let's see what normal mode feels like. And then I, I beat through normal mode on like the second run and now I'm just like enjoying normal mode and the story of it. But oh my gosh, man, Hades is, if you don't, Hades is a game that I would say, if you don't have Hades on your Nintendo Switch, buy Hades on your Nintendo Switch. Everyone, anyone that talks about it, uh, like Dan, it, even if you're not a fan of roguelikes, Hades just has something to it that doesn't feel like that, and so you you want to continue playing. I really wonder how many people remember that this game was on Epic Games, and then when they seen it on Switch, people ran to buy it. You know, because it didn't like it. It felt like no one didn't run to 
uh, picked this early access game up on Epic, mm-hmm. but they seen the artwork, the trailer on Switch, and they were just like, oh, I got to, oh, this is cool. I'll buy it. And then it's just, bro, the sales, the talk, the nominations, everything had just been like Hades for months ever since it came out. Yeah. It's really I, interesting. Yeah. I think Nintendo and and, and Supergiant had a really good match there because it, it has been. It's been on Steam and on Epic for uh, early access for a long time and and but man it is fantastic especially on the switch right. switch is becoming a desirable destination mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. preach sure. david preach <laughs> <laughs> which is your turn david what is your number uh two well it, it was really close with my top two games but uh my number two game this year was animal crossing new horizons um just you know, I, I try not to talk about my kids with everyone, but like the way we were able to connect with going to each other's islands and what I really loved is the changes in the seasons and the celebration of holidays. Um, you know, this was the first year I let my, cause my daughter's still pretty young, but I let both my kids stay up for new year's all the way till midnight. And so they were doing the countdown on their, you know, their Island, which is of course like 20 seconds before the real time one. So you can celebrate with your animal, you, you know, your Island and then in real life as well. And, um, they, they just, that was like the coolest thing ever for them. Like it was just, it was really, it was awesome. Like I love the charm of that game. All right. And mine is uh, Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy that this I've been wanting this game to come out for Switch because it didn't get the justice that it deserved on Wii U. The music, the artwork, the characters, the grind, the fighting. Like, of course, this is Persona meets uh, Fire Emblem. Um, and it was actually a different game before it actually came out. But yeah, the, the music, the soundtrack in this game, I literally wanted it to buy when it when it was shown the trailer i wanted to buy the soundtrack even before the game came out like it's so good and of course the game is uh subtitled and everybody's speaking in japanese um it's just a beautiful fun game and when it came to switch i like when target opened up i was kind of at the door waiting for them to put it out to buy this game like i I was right there, be like, I need Tokyo Mirage Session FE. You guys got that in this ad. I need you to find it, and I need to buy it. <laughs> it's like a run home. Uh, so uh, Tokyo uh, Mirage Session uh, FE, Sharp FE, is my number two game. Now, everybody, what is going to be our number one game? Dan, what is your number one game? I guess mine's predictable. It's going to be Animal Crossing. Um I mean, we said it earlier in the show. It's sold 26 million units since March. Uh, Dropped at the right time. It got people who don't play video games to buy Switches. Um, My fiancé picked up a video game controller for the first time to play Animal Crossing with me, and now we have this beautiful island we can show off to our friends (laughs) from home. Um, It just... It was a really fun way to connect with people at a time that... It was really hard, really confusing, and really scary for a lot of us. So just with the cultural sensation of it and the time it came out was just perfect and how it really it really helped people through a hard time. 
if this was a different year, maybe Animal Crossing wouldn't be my number one. But just to see so much positivity around a game and to see a game bring so many different people. I mean, we're talking people from the ages of 8 to 50 um, who all love different things. This game made them smile and it left a positive impact on them. So it's impossible for me to put anything else at number one. All right. Jacob, what is your number one gay? I think I want to partner. I think I want to partner with David on this a little bit, because uh, my number one game for <laughs> for 2020 is Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, baby. Woo! Oh man, that. Boo. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, damn, come on. I'm, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let David go into a lot of it as well. But um, wow, that game. That game was, is amazing. is fantastic. Just I was mentioning with Hades that I I was thinking about it even when I wasn't playing it. That got tripled with Hyrule Warriors, and I did a I did twenty four hour stream when it first came out. So I had I'd gotten twenty four hours nonstop, and I was still like I want to keep playing. I don't want to go to sleep. So just wow, that game's amazing. You have to play it. <laughs> All right, David, what is your number one? Yeah, to the surprise of no one, Age of Calamity was also <laughs> number one. And I, I got to echo what Jacob said. You know, as a lifelong Zelda fan, I, you know, playing since the original on my NES, Zelda games are already going to, you know, be a huge hype factor for me. And I know technically it's a Warriors game, but it's a Zelda game. Uh, and this game not only did it live up to my expectations and my hype, but it actually exceeded it, which is just surprising for me because I felt like I was ready for a letdown because I had built this up so much. And I I would be hard-pressed to think of a story that hooked me more and engaged me more than this story. It, I just love this game. All right. Another thing is, and I think, I think David will echo this, is that it has, it swiftly crept its way into my top five Zelda games of all time. Yep. So like yeah. that's that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well everybody, it was a big struggle for me. I had to like really think about this. I had to take time. I took stuff off. I put things on. I kind of walked around. I had to think about this. I had to really just like talk to myself to be like, is this the right game? And I didn't know if it was the right game, but it, it, it was a really hard, difficult decision. What am I talking about? Of course, it's Hyrule Warriors and <laughs> Calamity. Oh, my goodness. This game is addictive. The story, the soundtrack, the cutscenes, the voice acting, everything is just like, it was so good. I, I beat the game in four days. I've been talking to Dan, talking to David, talking to uh, uh, Jacob. Like, we was just talking so many, and then talking to david about just the lord of the rings connections the theories connected it to breath of the wild too i'm like this there's so many possibilities thinking about the dlc just like man this game was a adventure like and i fell in love with the characters and just how they all were portrayed so of course it has to be like my number one game of the year. like i i i, I <laughs> what more can we say it's the so, only Eric, game ever where Ed was bothering me to finish the game. 
Because I want, because I love talking to you, Dan, Jacob, and David. I love, I love talking to everybody about games, and I get hyped when there's like someone loves the game or they're interested, even if they don't feel like it and it feels like I got to defend it. I love that discussion about games. This, this, that's just me. And we're not done talking about it either. So. Exactly. That's right. I, I think I got to bring a shield to the, uh, <laughs> to the spoiler cast we're going to do because I have some hot takes on this game. <laughs> well, everybody, without a shadow of a doubt, Nintendo Power Blocks Game of the Year with 16 Yoshi coins is Harvard Warriors Age of Calamity. Congratulations to Nintendo and Kobe Tecmo on uh, being our Game of the Year for Nintendo Power Block. It really was close. Animal Crossing could have took this. Like, if I would have put Animal Crossing as one of the things, it probably could have won and been in time with uh, Harbor Warriors. Um, but everybody, we have a great list. Um, Clubhouse Games, Hades, Xenoblade, Animal Crossing, Among Us, Murder by Numbers, um, Mario Kart Home, uh, Coffee Talk, Fortnite, um, Streets of Rage 4, and Tokyo Mirage Session. Um, even our just our honorable missions, Paper Mario, Super Mario 3D, uh, Pikmin 3, Kanai, Evergate, Nexoma, Captain, Bubble Bubble Friends, uh, Smash Brothers, um, and just, you know, and the stuff that I already said. Uh, we really had a great, great year in gaming. So once, but once again, congratulations to Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, uh, for being our 2020 game of the year for pop block with that everybody we're going to get into some quick plugs uh because that is the end of the show um jacob where can we find you what's going on you can find me at galatrad everywhere on the internet g-a-l-u-t-r-a-d uh mostly on twitch and twitter uh there's an instagram though twitch i stream monday through friday mondays sometimes gets taken over by nintendo padlock which is why i'm here um but Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Time to 10 p.m. Central Time. And I took it off for the holidays, just a quick little two-week break. But I'm going to be back at it with Immortals Phoenix Rising and Animal Crossings on Wednesdays. And, and, what, I, are you, oh, and what are you playing with power? Uh, oh, man. R- right now I'm playing, I'm playing uh, this thing for the audio listeners only, the Game Boy. Uh-huh. The, the Game and Watch Super Mario, because my my Nintendo uh, my Nintendo shame is actually that I've never beaten a two D <laughs> I've never beaten a two D uh, Mario game <laughs> before, so I'm like chugging away at those because uh, I'm just not good at them at all. Um, but and then I also wanted to mention that on I do also stream on Saturdays, and I believe we're going to start making this a kind of a boss rush thing of a community game night. I stream just games with friends, and I like to get viewers from chat in there as well, so be looking forward to that coming up in the future, too. Yes. Dan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DCDM99, and check out an interview I just did with the composer of Evergate, Mike Miller. Uh, that's also on the Boss Rush podcast expansion pass. Yes, and what are you playing with power? So I am really nothing new um i'm still playing nino kuni uh the wrath of the white witch i've pretty much been playing that exclusively it's um 
you know, it, it was kind of funny because at the beginning you can't really, I know I'm seven years late to this game as well, but, um, <laughs> you know, at the beginning you couldn't really change the camera and the story was a little odd. Um, and I was like, I don't know about this game. But then once you got into that first like area, I, it kind of just took off and I'm hooked. Um, there are some very big difficulty jumps in this game, though. I feel like I'm very overpowered at points and then all of a sudden I'm in the next step of the story and I'm just getting killed left and right. So um, it's it's kind of a strange balance, but I think I'm I think I'm ironing ironing it out and I think I'm kind of close towards the end of the game. So um, but yeah, it's really just been that and a little Tetris 99 and a tiny bit of smash thrown in. All right, David, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at uh, at David Lasby. You can also read my articles on ZeldaDungeon.net, BossRushGames.com, and TheMighty.com. Yes, and what are you playing with power? I had kind of a grab bag of stuff this week, so I've been actually playing a lot of Tetris 99 lately as yes. well. Yes. Um, and I also... Um, been playing a lot of uh, Nintendo Online, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, I finally beat Super Mario 3, and another lifetime achievement, I finally pulled off the Infinite Lives cheat on Super Mario Brothers. Oh, with the nice. Trash. Never done that before, and I finally got that done this week. So I can Congrats, it's very off. satisfying. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Um, and then the last thing I've been playing a lot of, uh, which almost made my honorable mention, but it missed 2020 by 20 days, was the Alien Isolation port uh, to Switch, which came out in December of 2019. And uh, I'm I'm finally making it through that story, and I, I love that game. Are you are you scared? Are you terrified? I got over my fear. That game stresses me out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Where you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out your opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, or other podcast apps. If you guys want to join me in gaming, uh, you can find my Switch, my Xbox, and my PSN code on uh, my Twitch um, on my Twitter page. Um, I'm on Twitch at the Lyrical One, and also check out Recaps latest uh, episode. Me and LeBron discuss the Resident Evil movies, so give that one a go. And what I'm playing with power is I'm all cl- I'm at the end of close to the end. I got one more string to get in Paper Mario the Origami King. Um, I'm also playing Rune Factories uh, 4. Which stream are you on? I'm on the green one. Oh, oh, you're getting yeah, you're right there. Yeah, I, I've been playing, uh, been putting some work in. Uh, so I'm close to doing that. Um, uh, so those two are what I be do- I've been doing on Switch. Um, I'm going to be getting back into Saku- uh, Sakura uh, of rice and ronin, I think of rice and ronin or whatever. Rice that's and game. rain. Rice, rice and, and rain. Rice and ruin. Oh, I think it it rice and ruin. I think it's <laughs> rice and ruin. Yeah. Um. But I. Yeah. I'm working on a lot of my first party stuff, trying to get it out the way. Um. Uh. Because we everybody to let you know we have our boss rush backlog challenge that is going on. Um. And the blog will be up by the time you guys see this episode. Um. On Wednesday, on what you need to do, uh, and it's very easy uh, how you uh, get coins and everything. Uh, it's a Joshi coin system, so 
uh, guys give it a read and you'll be able to join and have fun with it um with that everybody you can email us at nintendoplowbox at gmail.com um if you guys want to let us know what did you think of the stories uh what you think of our game of the year uh was hyrule warriors the right choice was it the wrong choice uh what is your personal choice of game of the year uh what are you snacking on um and drop some game um game fact events if you guys want to also and our gmail account uh also check us out on bosch games on discord come and join us on there to talk all things games and food and everything um and also follow us on twitch i mean i mean not twitch follow us on twitter at power block podcast um where you guys could like you know talk to us uh, reach out to us hang out with us and have fun and good discussions uh, we got a lot of things coming forward in 2021 uh, and i cannot wait to be doing these things with you guys and with the community with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend let's continue to play video games and be better to one another with that everybody we'll see you next time on nintendo power block bye everybody that everyone That was a great show. Yeah, that was a good one. Shout out you to, heard... sorry, real quick. Shout out to Strictly Casual Official for rating with 15 viewers. And thanks to the seven viewers who are sticking around. So, hope you all enjoyed the show. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, build up a little bit good. Or improvise a build up for Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic, Ed. Oh, man. I can't believe all you guys gave that number one. Ed didn't even give Animal Crossing an honorable mention. <laughs> no. He hated it, apparently. No, I, I didn't. I, I was being fair to Animal Oh, oh you muted. Oh, he's muted. Muted, Ed. You, you've hit your word limit, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear his explanation of Animal Crossing getting...